Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me bang you, bang. I do let you bang. Let me bang you, bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, nerds and virgins. Go for Jesus! No for Jesus, people! Gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. It's going to be a great show today. Uh, We got the boys. The dream team is back. Uh, we also have Colby Covington joining us. Uh, I feel like Don is only joining us because Colby's here today. <laughs> no, because yesterday he was like, "Are we doing this or not?" And I'm like, "Bro, I don't see you for three weeks. Uh, like, I like I I hit you up every week, and then again, the one- I think he's only doing it because Colby's on. Like, we're 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 old hat. We're not, you know, Colby. No. Hey, he'll talk to. He's ready for Colby. No, but yesterday, like when I rescheduled it, he was like, "Where are you?" I'm like, but he didn't show up for the, the, the two weeks before that. So I didn't even tell him we were rescheduling. Like, I'm like, oh, Don, you know, like it was one of those things where, dude, I mean, Don Fry is just, uh, I, I still, I'm on some kind of Don Fry meme list where every day is like, fr- every Friday is Friday. <laughs> and it's always about awesome. how he could fuck, you know, Chuck Norris in the ass and all, all this stuff, like are these funny memes about him. Um so McCorkle, how are you? Doing all right, man. If my uh, face looks extra shiny, it's because when I went to the barber the other day, I apparently misunderstood him. He said, "You want me to shave it?" I thought he meant like the sides, and I was like, uh, "Sure." And before I know it, I've got like a hot towel over my face, and then like he's shaving the straight razor all the way down, and like I haven't shaved my face like that in years. So like when it was done, I looked like a baby-faced forty-five-year-old. So were you on Xanax or no? Uh, no, not this time. No, that was a, uh, I asked that guy, it was funny, the same barber. He goes, man, what was wrong with you last time? And I said, I told you, didn't I? He goes, you didn't say much of anything. Uh-huh. And I said, I thought I told you that. He said, no, you said something about you got an MRI, but I didn't know what that had to do with anything. And I said, no, nah, and I explained it to him that, uh, and I did go get my MRI, not to take over the show here, went to get my MRI. The, the supposed open ended one, it's not open. I don't know what she'd like. It has maybe an extra three inches on each side. And I was like, okay, this this was supposed to be like open. That's why I scheduled. That's why I drove two and a half hours to get here, you know? Well, the, their famous last words, let's just try and see. I'm like, okay, well, I'm telling you right now, this isn't going to work. So she puts me in there, shows me, or doesn't put me in there, shows me, oh, so my head will be out just to my chest. Okay, cool. I can do that as long as I feel, you know, not claustrophobic. So as she starts doing it, it starts going, starts going, it starts touching my lips, and it starts touching my nose. Then it's pushing against my head as I'm sliding into this machine. And I tell a lady, like, hey, this isn't going to work. Like, I don't think I can do, like, you told me I would have a bunch of room, you know, or whatever. And she goes, well, we have room on the sides. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can't turn my head, what good is, you know, like sitting there with this thing next to me? So 
We start, I go for 20 minutes. I finally hit the button. I said, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, number one, this speaker's like the loudest shit I've ever heard in my life. They had headphones on and one side was blasted. The other side was dead, which makes it even harder. And then I said, you know how much longer we have? She goes, oh, well, we're just getting started. You got 45 minutes of this angle and then 45 minutes of another one. Oh, my God. They thought I was going to do a two-hour MRI machine with the thing literally touching my nose and face. Like the, that's how close the thing was to me. And you're, you're like encapsulated too. So it's like, it's not like you even can move around or look around or anything. You can't even move, you know, so. And this now, is to look at your back? Is this to look at your back? Yeah, and that's what I can't figure out. I'm like, what? Like, and, and it was awesome. We get in 10 minutes. She goes, okay, just a little bit further, like six millimeters. And I was like, well, six millimeters, that's nothing. About seven inches later, I'm like, uh, ma'am, that's a little that's a little more than six millimeters. And I just kept getting deeper and deeper into the machine. Anyway, boring topic, but I still don't have my MRI. So now I'm going to have to go. Uh, probably the one that is sitting up. I imagine it being like with Darth Vader. You remember when he was in that capsule thing? And then, yeah, like, yeah. I understand, but you, but you went in the machine for two hours. You were in the machine? No, I was there 20 for minutes. probably at 25 to 30 minutes in. I asked her, I said, you know how much longer? Because normally they, she told me it was 25 minutes. And then she goes, no, no, that's just the initial one. We have that one. And then there's 45 uh, minutes after that. And then we'll take you out for a few minutes. We'll put you back in. It's another 45 after that. So it's the only two hour and 20 minute MRI I've ever heard of. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. She's like, well, they want contrast. They want without contrast. They want it at different angles. They want this or that. And so anyway, uh, like I said, not very interesting, but uh, it's kind of like listening to you guys talk on here every week. Yeah, <laughs> 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 man. This now, is are, you, are, you, are you under the weather? You sound like you're a little stuffed up. Yeah, man. I was I, sick. I woke up deathly ill today. So um, I haven't been vaccinated. So I'm sure it's not the coronavirus. So, or related somehow, but uh, yeah, no, man, I, I don't know what I got going on. I got, uh, yeah, I caught something. So, so Greg, probably you in the MRI machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> if Don was here, he'd be like, "It's herpes." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Greg, um, I do. My dad used to have the best. Uh, my dad, like, I remember, I, I, dad, I have hemorrhoids. He's, oh, what you want to do is put your ass underneath the uh, the bathtub and just run the hot water with your ass out. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sure this is, dude. Then I didn't know you like, could put your ass out. Like, yeah, how does that yeah, not, like, how do you take a, your ass out? Like, like put your ass like 1920s fucking cure right there. Just put your ass under a hot faucet. Way to go! Like what? The I'm like, Dad. I remember I, I got my first STD and I was like 21, and I was like, uh, I go, Dad, it burns when I pee. He's like, that just means your ex is thinking about you. Uh, like, <laughs> like, okay, okay, sure. Dude, then my dad used to swallow his own tooth because, like, we have like I have the fake tooth, but he had one too, and he would swallow it. He goes, "Oh, that happens. Don't worry. You just gotta boil it in water and put it back in." Uh, I'm like, like after you shit, after you shit it out, I'm like, <laughs> "Holy shit. Was your dad raised on a farm in, in the 1830s? Like, this is some fucking." I feel like he went to med school with the doctors I've been going to. That's what I feel like. We've <laughs> got a new bad idea every week, man. So, Greg, yeah. I, I saw on your Facebook you had a Walker text. What is the story you wanted to tell? Oh, yeah. So, in the 90s, I well, the first big network show I did was Walker, Texas Ranger. And I played <laughs> a, a campus drug dealer who gets shot by the bigger drug dealers. And it's in the opening scene of the show, the big teaser. And then the rest of the episode is Chuck tra tra tracing down... Chasing down the the tracking down the the big oh, drug dealers. Podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. can you believe it? And so uh, I so I do the thing, and when they come in and shoot us, so there's me, and then there's like this, you know, the the girl that plays uh, like uh, you know our partner in crime. I don't know if she's supposed to be. So it's two dudes and one chick, and we're like the little college drug ring is essentially what it is. And so they come in, they shoot all of us. Which uh, they shoot me first. I go down. I, my hair is flying everywhere. I fall down, and I would fall down with my hands up like this, you know, like I'd just be laying there like this. And then the girl will get shot, and when your she gets shot, did your wig fall off or what? No, they, <laughs> no. Luckily, it was all attached by the follicle at that point. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm laying there, and the girl, when she gets shot, she would whirl around and fall face down. But what would happen was is she would fall with her tit right in my hand. Oh, wow. Yes, and it happened the first time. And, of course, the rest of the scene has to play out, and the guys are, like, talking, and I'm just laying there with this girl's tit in my hand. And I'm just like, Greg, be a pro, man. Be cool, bro. Yeah, Don't yeah, fucking yeah. pretend this shit ain't happening. And, okay, and then they're like, cut. And she gets up, like, whoo, okay, got through it. And they're like, all right, let's do it again. And I'm like, I'm going to do it again. We do it again, fall down, boom. Hit in hand again. And I'm like, this is a fucking fucking match. She's putting a tip in my hand. You know? And, and I'm just, and all I'm thinking about myself is, Greg, don't squeeze. Yeah, just yeah. don't, don't do fucking anything. <laughs> and then they're like, finally, they're like, cut. I'm like, great. It's over with, right? Okay, great. Now they want to do a version with blood packs where they show, show us actually with the blood exploding out of our chests and stuff like that. Bam, 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 blood everywhere. I fall down. She does it again. Tit in hand again. And now I'm like, okay, this bitch wants it. I mean, come on. This this is not an accident. Three times, three times, tit in hand. You want me. You know, but again, I was like, I'm not getting kicked off of my first fucking network set. So I did not squeeze. I spent the entire time not, I think we even have, it may have happened like a fourth time where a tit just kept late. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. And then, uh, and then afterwards, of course, I was trying to flirt with her and there was nothing there. No interest whatsoever. And I was like, thank God I didn't fucking squeeze that titty. It was probably the hardest first day on a shoot ever. Uh, sounds like a really gritty episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Be with you. Like it's there's shootings, titties in hands, like blood exploding. It just seems a uh, seems like they were going a different direction uh, with the episode that time. Yeah, when, I was Listen, when, they were, when they were putting all the blood packs on me, I was like, "This is." Great. It was also my grandfather's favorite show. I'm like, "This is going to be great." My grandfather, this was his favorite show. He goes, "Well, to be honest, the network's not real cool. The shooting teens." So uh, the blood probably isn't going to make it into the show. And sure enough, it didn't. When I was in on uh, Night Calls, remember Night Calls on the Playboy channel? Yeah, 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 yeah. The hottest porn stars. I was the warm-up comedian, right? It's the only job I've ever showed up early for, you know, my entire life. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> like the show was two naked girls, Jesse Jane, who was at the time the hottest girl I've ever seen, and Kirsten Price. And there'd be like 15 girls scissoring behind you. And like, and the topics were all like, why it's okay to, you know, cheat on your wife. Like, it's all like written by like a man, like, you know, hey, you know, how to, how to, how to get a blow job and get away with it or whatever, blah, blah. So they had comedians on, right? And they're like, so I go on, they're like, are you ready for uh, a really stiff cock? Give it up for the comedian, Adam Hunter, right? So I go on and do it. It's like, <laughs> like five minutes. 
And then at the end, literally, I'm doing comedy and there's naked girls everywhere, scissoring and fisting and squirting. And I'm doing stand up comedy. And at the end, Jesse Jane comes up to me and she's like, You were so funny. I'm like, Oh, thank you. And then uh, she's like, Do you have a big dick? And I'm like, This is on the air. I'm like, Oh, it's a. She, then she, just, she, just, she drops to her knees. And, and like, I had such a crush on her, but I'm like, I can't put my dick on television. Like, this was if I ever wanted to get. But another part of me is like, Dude, how could I not? Dude, they're like, Adam, you just went too far on Playboy TV. We can't hire you. You're still going to step too far. And that's how kamikaze comedy was born. (laughs) Dude, somebody once used, this guy Skippy used that tape for like his submissions to comedy clubs. So these these girls, these interns at the Laugh Factory were like looking through like basically CDs or VHSs. And all of a sudden they show a guy going out there with like 15 naked girls. (laughs) Um, anyway, so I just got back from Minnesota and there was a guy. Don, I think I can see your is Don sleeping? No, bring the newspaper. <laughs> there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Don yeah. Yeah, so I'm, baby. I'm on stage and this guy with his cute girlfriend it just won't stop heckling. First second home, he just won't stop with the jokes. Like, and they didn't kick him out, right? So first I Finally, I do a joke about, and he got to me one time. I do, I go, yeah, I got a COVID test off Wish. It said I was pregnant. And the guy goes, you look it, right? And I was like, oh. They had me do radio, right? So I I get a 5.30 flight to get to Minnesota, show that night. I'm tired. I fly Spirit Airlines, middle seat, just the whole works, right? Do the show. They're like, hey, they want to do a radio show on Friday morning. This guy is a big radio guy in Minnesota. I know him. You have to Uber there. So I go, I, you know, now I'm on three hours of sleep. I, I go to the station. This, I go to like the third floor. He zooms in, the host, Ugh. fucking oh, radio God. host. Like I'm, I'm down at the station with his, co- this girl co-host. And he's like the whole, the whole staff. I've been on that radio show and the whole staff, the whole, all of them are. I was sitting there. I did the same thing happened to me. I'm sitting, first of all, it was snowing like crazy. We were late because we had to fight through like a foot and a half of snow to get there. We get there and they're like, where were you? You're late. I'm like, where are you? And they're like, oh, we don't come in and they don't come in in the winter because they're used to the bad weather. So they all like video conference in and we're the only saps there in the fucking studio. Dude, it was crazy. It was it, it was nuts. It, it was crazy. Um, I can't understand why you would have to be in in studio <laughs> if everyone else is. Zooming I call, it makes zero sense. It I called him out sense. on it. He's like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'd be better, but I look forward to seeing you." But you're not here. I, I'm not gonna hear him. And he didn't even zoom. He called, so I couldn't even see him. Like, like. Yeah. So now I'm like, but I can hear you breathing. I'm like, why am I here? Like thinking he would laugh, and it was just uncomfortable silence. So obviously yeah. that. Was like, Obviously, that was something that, you know, so that was crazy. Uh, and then uh, and then couples therapy, my wife had a couples therapy, which is we're getting better in it. But uh, <laughs> the marriages are getting better. They're getting better at couples therapy. Just to be clear, Dude, they're I'm getting like, better. They're getting better at networking and fucking working the fucking therapist. That's what's happening. Dude, it's hard for me not to use it. She finishes your jokes for you. She tells the punchline. Yeah, right. Dude, I did it the other day. I I like complained. I'm like, my wife, blah 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 blah. Can you fix her behavior? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's a like I'm taking her to the, like uh like a dog trainer. The girl started laughing. I'm like, you yeah, know, I can't fix her behavior. 
And Donald. the therapist was like, you know, if I could hear you better, I'm on Zoom right now and you're cutting in and out. And Adam's like, what kind of therapist is this? Were you ever in couples therapy, Don? <laughs> oh, man, I went I went to therapy a no. hundred times to a uh, hundred and one doctors. Like I really did. Like it was um, actually the other way around. Uh, we would go, they would, they would meet with us at the end. They would be, okay, you are 100% right pointing to me. You are 100% wrong pointing to my ex and be like, I don't really know what I can do to help you if she's not willing to change. So we would leave there and he'd be like, oh, it's just because he's a man. He sees your side. And I was like, or he's an educated therapist and he sees exactly what I've been saying for the past 15 years. You know, I, I love you, my guy, but I've known you long enough to, I just don't believe a therapist is going to say you're a hundred percent right. Okay. 97% maybe. Okay. Come on. Yeah. yeah no, so but uh, they would basically, I mean, they would basically say that she was completely, I mean, keep in mind yeah. a woman who was spending us broke. So I took her name off all the bank accounts, all the credit card accounts, everything. And she found a way to get someone to let her in my safety deposit box that only had my name on it and stole $200,000 cash out of it. Um, like told them I was dead. And uh, like, I guess she needed something for my uh, funeral. Um, it's also a woman who got someone to take a piece of paper as a check, just wrote my account and routing number on it and signed the name, paid to the order of it and paid for something with a check for my checking account like that. Like this is during the late nineties. So you could apparently get away with stuff like that. But yeah, she was, uh, she was completely out of control, but we actually finally, every time it was, um, he, he just agrees with you because he's a man. He just agrees with you because he knows your family. He just agrees with you because, so I finally said, I want to go to a woman and I want to go to like the most liberal woman in the world. Like somebody who, you know what I mean? Like feminist, whatever, somebody will be completely against me and get her opinion. So we talked to the lady for 20 minutes. As God is my witness, we talked to her for 20 minutes. She said, listen, there's really no need for us to continue this. She said, uh, my ex-wife's name, I don't need to see you again, Sean. I just need to see you tomorrow for about 10 minutes. And I thought, great, I'm going to get straightened out. You know what I mean? I'm going to get told I'm the worst. And, it's, you know, she's going to be able to prove her point. It's just because it's men. I come back the next day or whatever it is, the next appointment. And uh, she goes, you know, I sat here and listened to you guys for 30 minutes yesterday. I just have one question for you. And I was like, what's that? And she said, uh, what the hell are you doing married to this woman? <laughs> I started cracking up. I said, I didn't expect you to say that. She goes, you would have to be insane to put up with that behavior. That I, I can't even believe anyone would tolerate that. Sounds like a and porno. she's like, at, at the time, you know, I was young. I was making a bunch of money. She goes, you're young. You're good looking. Like you have a successful business. Like what? I don't know. Why in the world would you tolerate this? Um, and then she said, uh, I saw her, I said, I love my kids. I just don't want to put them through a divorce. She goes, well, you're getting divorced either way. You just don't know it yet. And whoa. I said, uh, yeah. I was like, well, what do you mean? She yeah. goes, she, she, if yeah. she's not cheating on you, she will cheat on you. She said, she is, uh, she said, she is the kind of person who's extremely unhappy and she's going to keep going until she finds something that she thinks will make her happy. She said, uh, she actually was, I don't know. I don't want to get in my whole thing, but she basically said, uh, let me let me tell you about your past. I'm guessing, but this is without me telling her this. You guys probably got along better when you were broke, right? Yeah, yeah. It's because she thought money would make her happy. You probably got along better before you had a baby, right? Yeah, because she thought having a baby would make her happy. You guys got along better before you bought a house, right? And I'm like, yeah. And then you buy a real nice house. She's still not happy, you know? So it's like, she said she's run out of things. To make her unhappy. So guess who's to whose turn it is to be replaced now? 
Wow. And I still don't know. I'm like, uh, I don't know. She goes, you. You should marry the the therapist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, she was 75 years old. But, um, yeah, it was uh, was funny. She's a 75-year-old Christian woman. Um, real big on like religious, you know, like therapy, like through like, you know, the stuff. And the first thing she says to me that day is what the hell are you doing? Still married to this woman. It like caught me off guard. Like you just didn't expect that old lady to, to be cussing in a therapy session. But she said, she said, I've seen some crazy ones in my lifetime doing this. She goes, I've never seen one quite like that. Like talking about my ex. So I was like, yeah. So <laughs> then I said, yeah, I probably am 100% right. Wow. But, wow. This Boy, was that actual- was really riveting uh, podcasting. <laughs> Dude, this was an actual, my wife and I actually got in this argument the other night, right? And I, by, by the way, I love my wife and the marriage getting better. Uh, and we're happy. But I, I go, I, go, I have a friend named Aldo, right? I'm like, dude, Aldo's kind of crazy. He's like an ex-Chippendale. He's a, he's a wrestling coach. He might have been a leg breaker. He's one of my best. He's one of those guys that like, <laughs> you. like me. He's a jack of all breaks. Like, yeah. <laughs> One of those guys that you keep around. So I told him, I go, thinking about Aldo, you know, if I ever had like to get rid of a dead body, he'd be the first one I call. Right. I tell my wife this. And she's like, why are you going to have a dead body? Oh, I, well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't have a dead. I'm just saying if I had a dead body. Oh, so if you killed me, you'd call Aldo. No, I'm not killing you. I'm just saying if I had a, like, let's just say someone was going to hurt our kid and I killed the person, but I knew I, who's going to hurt our kid. I'm like, forget it. You know what? If I, like this was an actual, like, this is fucking crazy. It's fucking, like, yeah, and I, you should have just told her how pretty she looks and that probably would have left it. Uh, like would have left it at that. That's what I would have done. The other day, my and then yesterday, my daughter, which of course you know manipulates me to letting her stay home because I'm home. I don't want to go to school. I, I want to start spring break. Right, just four. Right, so of course <laughs> I, I want to start recharge. Yeah, so I I let her stay home. She farts and goes, "Excuse you, but I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does have a point. Um, all right, so let's talk about some fights. Did you guys watch the fights over the weekend? Yes, sir. Um, first of all, obviously, no. uh, Corey Sanhagen won. He won, I think, all five rounds, maybe four to one. How does on one, judge- on one judge's card? Yeah, one judge had him all five rounds, the other one had him, I think, four to one. Yeah, and one judge gave it to Vera. Yeah. I know. I was like, what? Dude, this just goes to show you cannot leave it up to the judges. How did he how did he score it for me? I have no because San Hagen defeat. I mean, maybe Vera did win one round. Actually, I gave him one round. I thought there was one round. I think it was the third or fourth that I felt, okay, Vera won that round. But every other round I thought was decisively Sandhagen. And the fact that one judge gave it to Vera was like, Jesus Christ, and he's a professional fucking judge. And, 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 and the day before, he was the, the ref. Uh, do you see, do you see that, that clip going around, Sean, where the ref, like, basically almost let the guy get die? Like, the guy uh-huh. was like, the guy tapped, like, the guy was out in, like, nine different submissions, out cold for, like, seven minutes. And and it, and it went viral of, like, this is the worst referee of all time. Like, take away his license. And he's the guy they let judge <laughs> who gave right. it. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, that's the thing. And it, it's nice to see that fighters go through the same shit 
that we go through. <laughs> because seriously, <laughs> if you've ever been in a comedy contest, you've seen the not funniest person win first place. It happens every, but yeah. I know because I'm usually the funniest person getting third. So it's just, we get it all the time. You're like, what the fuck are they looking at? What are they looking for? What the fuck happened? The the, the judging wound up the way that it was. And it's funny. I mean, even in fighting, something you think is fucking decisive. One guy's beating another man's brains out. And then the judge is like, I don't know. I kind of like the other way. He really took I mean, it was crazy. He really got beat up really good. I gave that round to fucking Barrett. Like, fuck you. Did you watch it, Oh, my God. Sean, you watch I did not. No, I um, I just I, I was just sitting there thinking the whole time, like uh, Greg was talking about, how does the worst guy get first or whatever? And I was trying to come up with a British shop joke. So I like that's all I've been working on for the past forty five seconds, and I got nothing. <laughs> so I really am under the weather right now. He's like, I see it happen all the time. I was like, yeah, so do I. Every time Brendan Shaw performs. Dude, then, right? So then Holly Holm, right? Who looks great. Holly Holm looks yes. great. Yes. Uh, Fantastic. She won three rounds to nothing. The other girl was sort of like, she out-wrestled the girl, which was even crazier. But then after she wins, her speech was like, I just want to say um, right now, there's a lot of kids out there being like, being sexualized. And we need to stop the sexualization of our children. Like, which which is like a great, but like a little odd like after an MMA fight, um, right. I mean, I'm not obviously I'm for this, and it's a it's a terrible thing, but it was just a little odd. Like it just seemed a little out there uh, that that was on her mind. That like she called out the people who are who are. So that, of course I wrote like you know Pat Barry, you have 24 hours to respond. Um, but it was this <laughs> fucking it was great. Did you, Greg? Did you see that after what she? Went? Oh, I saw it, and you know I'm a Holly Holm fan. Yeah. Um, and and listen, I was just glad to see that she 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 was dominated. She seemed so much bigger than Santos. Like yeah. I was like, she must have really cut weight very effectively because she went in there so much bigger than Santos, had a massive strength advantage, and clearly has finally, finally worked on her wrestling, added her ground game, which we had all said was the one dimension keeping her from really being an elite fighter. And and now I just hope that she has the gas and determination to keep going now that I feel like she's really kind of put the whole game Yeah, together. but she's 42, and I think that... Exactly, that's the other thing. She, I mean, she's pretty up there in the fucking in the age range. I'm like, I'm like, she finally put it all together, but I don't know how many more fights she has in her. Well, if, unfortunately, I feel like she's she beats the number three, four, five. I just don't think she beats the top two. You know, but you know, and she great. already has ones before. Anything, you know, especially in the women's right. fight. Although women's has gotten much more consistent, but I feel like she's catching up to that game in terms of adding her ground no, game. No. I, I I hope she's got one more run in the title ladder because I've always been a big fan. Now, so, Sanhagen and- called, San called out Marab after the fight. Um, which is a crazy because that's like I feel like that's the guy you don't want to fight. You know, the guy who who just beat Jan, uh Peter Jan, the guy who goes like yeah, know, yeah, hundred miles an hour the whole time, doesn't stop. Maybe he could like land one of those crazy flying knees and hurt and hurt Marab, but I don't know, man. Stan Hagen at 135. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 145 for some reason. The way that Sanhagen took advantage of Vera's coming at him moving forward all the time, I think would play to his, I think he's counting on that to be his advantage with Marab as well, because Marab goes forward. He's a fucking Terminator. And I think Sanhagen's counting on him to do that and to use his countering ability against him. I I, I actually could see where in his mind, I don't know if factually it's a great matchup, but I can see where in his mind he sees that as a natural advantage. I do, but also Vera, but uh, is a, is a very slow starter and Marab is not. 
Um, so then you got you got you got that, and then you also have the fact that uh, this guy goes for five thousand. Like I don't think Sanhagen is going to take down Marab. You know, Marab is a great wrestler and just has that you know going forward. And so I don't know. I mean, it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Um, now I, I think don't... he. I think it's the going forward thing. I think he's counting on him to go forward, and yeah. that's what he wants. He's like, yes, come at me. I'll counter you all day and then give you that flying knee when you shoot. I think he's absolutely counting on him to play right into that strategy. Whether or not it's successful versus a Terminator like Marab, I have no idea. So, um, and then, uh, hold on, let me see if I can get that. So then also, uh, what happened in these fights? Nate the Train won. Uh, Nate's been looking much better. I'm happy for that guy. He's a, he's a fucking class act. He looked fantastic in that fight. I was very excited. I mean, it was not an easy fight. Austin Lingo, I mean, he put up a hell of a, it was a good fight. In, but Landwehr would seem, I mean, he just looked, he looked tough as nails. He looked in control. He, he was a great fight for him. I was, I was really happy to see him get that win. Um, And then, uh, hold on, let me see. By the way, so I'm going to try to find this. Uh, what's his name calling out? Cause I, 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 for some reason, I feel like I'm not doing a lot of these stories justice. Uh, so the Holly home, here we go. Let me see. Can, can you, can you guys see this? Yeah. Right. You really want to force this discussion, huh? You really want us to, to spend time on this? I want to get, I want to get Sean's opinion. Uh, oh yeah. So this is the ref, by the way, that, um, this is, this, this is the terrible ref. What? Check an arm or something, man. Holy shit. Yeah, the guy's clearly out. You can see he's out right there. His eyes are closed. Oh, man. Oh, he's, he's, he's breathing like he's out. He's breathing like he's asleep. Dude. He's out. He is out. Dude, yeah, really, man. And the ref still isn't doing anything. And he's letting him get put in an arm bar. Now he wakes up into an arm bar and his arm's broken now. Jesus Christ. And the ref still hasn't stopped the fucking fight. Oh my gosh, what is happening? So that was the ref that they let judge. Uh, Who is that guy? That's that's horrible. I went into a thing it'd be funny. That's that's hard to watch, man. That yeah, was... that's the guy to let judge. That I mean, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, I mean, why? Yeah, would you know, that? Holly Holm should have given a speech about protecting fighters from him. <laughs> right, dude. For real. I can't believe Greg beat me to that punchline. Damn it! But sorry, hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah, right. I, was, I was working on that. And I you got me. So yeah, um, yeah, and then by the way, uh, yeah, so that happened, and then there was a guy. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Th did you watch the CJ Vergara fight? Uh, I think so. So, so Sean, this guy gets rocked and then starts like running away, literally running away. And oh, then, yeah, 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 yeah. I did watch this one. Yeah. And then he comes back and wins. Like everyone was making fun of him. Like, like, oh, this guy shouldn't be fighting, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe he's running away. And then in the second round, he ends up winning the fight, which was. Yeah, like, that's right. Probably the best strategy I've ever seen is. To yeah, do I was gonna say that's a hell of a strategy. Apparently, works too. So. Um. Now, now, Don, have you ever run away during a fight? Hello, Don. Don, <laughs> uh, what? Yes. Uh, 
have, 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 have you ever been rocked in a fight and then like ran away or? Uh, Don? No, I never ran away. No, I, I'm a dumbass. I stand there and get punched. It's <laughs> on you. Uh, no, man, my cardio was so bad. I like wouldn't have the gas tank too right away. Like I'd have been like, I. there's times, man, I've been in fights. I really have fought before where I, I was so tired. I'd rather just get hit in the face than raise my hands up. And I was like, I'd, I'd start to try to put my hands up. I like, I'd just rather eat a couple of them, man, you know, like then, then do that. So no, I wouldn't have the cardio for that. I did see, I bring it up all the time. But the time that Don let that guy break his arm was amazing that uh, Don willingly would not tap and let a guy snap his arm in half and then still complain to the ref that he stopped it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that comeback was surprising. Lacerda, Lacerda took him out a few times there in the first round, and then Vigard just came back in the second, and it just shows, you know, listen, I mean, he, he did what he had to do to survive the first round. So, hmm. and, that, and that was the thing. Lacerda gassed himself out trying to put him away in the first and then he just had nothing left in the tank and left himself open for it in the second. It was an unusual fight to watch. It was good. Watch it, guys. <laughs> That's amazing. But then he does turn and fight him. I mean, he, but he got away from him for a and second. The guy, and the, the, guy, the guy won. Which is, I mean, like, right? Well, some, he, he, yeah, by, I mean, did he win by decision from the other, from the guy that was just repping? Like, is that the, no, that the one? No, did? the other guy, he got the other guy down and was beating him so much the guy turtled up and he was just pounding him on the head and the guy just basically gave up and the ref had to fucking call it. I mean, he wasn't defending himself and you were, and the whole crowd, including me, were all just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> man. It was wild, but he just, I guess, gassed out trying to put him away in that first round. So, you know. What fighter was it? Who was it that kept running? Uh, it was a UFC fight. It was a big fight, too. It just kept, he kept running away from uh, um. It wasn't Caleb Starnes. God, who was it? I can't remember. He yeah, kept it was, it was, and just kept Caleb running. Starnes. It was Caleb. You're right. It was. Was that? And then, uh, yeah. And then what's his name? Started running. Uh, Nate, Nate, Nate Quarry. Yeah, Sorry. Nate Quarry started, yeah, sarcastically like running toward him. Yeah, dude, that was awesome, man. That was amazing. Yeah, that was one of the funniest shit and ever. Caleb, he started doing that, and Caleb was still had his hands up, still bobbing and weaving. Like, he wasn't sure how to defend that either. Like, when he, when he put his hand around his face like that, he's like, I've never seen this before. Like, he wasn't sure how to how to counter that either. So we got to talk about uh, some really important stuff here on the MMA Rose to podcast. I hate to, you know, make, make it a somber moment, but Hasbullah, you know, Hasbullah, Hasbullah is this little person, right? Who's like 22 years old that all the fighters seem to love. He's from Dagestan or something, or he's from Russia and they, but they all pick him up and like cradle him or they like, let him beat him up. And it's like, He's in the video game. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, I, I know what you're game. talking about. Yeah. And I, I, I've always thought it was kind of weird because I'm like, this guy's like 20 and, and, and they're like, it's just, everyone seems to think it's really funny, but I don't know. As I, I maybe I'm just jaded, but I, I never really thought it was that funny to begin with. I'm just like, so anyway, he, and people love him though. They love Hasbullah. He's with, you know, Khabib. He's with this. Yeah, he's like, their, he's like their mascot basically. And, but Conor McGregor says, I want to punt him like a football. Like, him and McGregor don't like each other for some reason, right? I think he was talking to McGregor. Well, a video because well, he's like Khabib. He, isn't he? I mean, he's part of Khabib's team, right? Kind of. But a video I'm came so, out. Man. A video came out last night that he put out on his Instagram live of him beating up his cat. Uh, so I'm going to show you this video. Uh, oh, boy. 
because now people are very upset about this. Well, okay, hold on. Let's hold on. That's his cat. He has it by the ear. Cat's running. People, people are pissed about this. Um, about. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing at Sean's face about this. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I don't. At first, I thought the cat was what was. I thought the cat was making that noise. At first, I swear. I you like, know, you know what's horrible is that that cat is going to be paid a million dollars to fight Jake Paul. <laughs> first of all, first of all, why are you hitting your cat? Number one, that terrible hitting your hat. Why are you posting it? Um, like. This guy, what what is going on? Uh, Don, thoughts about Hasbala hitting his cat? I couldn't see it, but if the guy's in a cat, he's a dickhead. Yeah. You know? He needs to be slapped upside the head. Yeah, right. Fuck him. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's one cat's probably his only real friend. <laughs> like, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. Even then, there was a video of him and Mike Tyson, and Tyson was biting his ears and like tickling him. I, I, I like he was, it was just a strange. Sean, your thoughts? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like I said, I actually thought the cat was making that noise at first when the video started. So, like, I thought that was, I thought somebody put a voiceover for the cat. Like, I don't know. So, he just posted a video. My understanding is he posted a video of him smacking his cat around and then. Yeah. And that's it. There's no follow up. There's no way. No. That's just the end of the story. Yeah. Uh, that's... <laughs> well, it's. I, I I don't know. Maybe so. He put some Sarah McLaughlin music over it or whatever, and we can <laughs> do something with it. I don't know, man. Like, he's a dickhead. The the kid won the lottery. I mean, he's fucking. They gave him a, in the UFC video game. Like he's like the people are loving him. He's a celebrity. Wait, he's in the UFC video game as a fighter. Yeah, as like the secret fighter is him. That's what I heard. Like I didn't the only fight cats. <laughs> <laughs> he okay, but yeah, I was gonna say I, I was like, I, I, I can't wait till this is a pay per view because you know that's that's where we're at. You know, it's like, oh, is it time for the rematch? Is this cat gonna? Who's gonna be the bigger pussy? Hasbro versus the cat. Only on pay per view, <laughs> live from Prime Sports. Like, one come our, on. One man. of our fans, please make a meme, like, with the weigh-in, official weight, like, one of those, like, tail of the tapes. <laughs> like, the cat's, like, seven pounds. On My it. money's on the cat. <laughs> um, I right. hope the cat whoops his ass. The Andrea Lee fight. I thought Andrea Lee got robbed. I don't know. Mm -hmm. the, the Macy Barber always seems to win these close decisions. I don't know what's going on. I thought it was a clear victory for Andrea Lee. Uh, very strange. Uh, Andrea very, Lee agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, she looked very surprised by the decision. <laughs> this week uh, on the UFC Fight Pass, it's Game Bread Boxing, which is Masvidal's boxing league. Um, it's Roy Jones Jr., who's 54 years old, is fighting Anthony Pettis um, in a boxing match. <laughs> uh, um, not really... It's going to be uh, broadcast live from Sleeping Springs Retirement Center in Coral Gables, Florida. I still think Roy Jones wins this boxing match, even at 54 years old. I think Roy Jones beats Anthony Pettis because um, Pettis, I, he's a smaller guy. 
I was going to say, are they even near the same weight? No. Or, or age. Even with a 20-year advantage, I still give it to Pettis. I mean, I give it to Roy Jones. Sean? Yeah. Um, well, you know, when you saw, I'm sure you guys watched Tyson versus Roy Jones, um, which, you know, it's hard to tell, obviously, when they're in their 50s. But uh, Roy Jones did pretty well against Tyson. And Tyson looked pretty good for, I mean, not for anybody, but um, especially for a 54-year-old. So I think, uh, Roy, I was at his... I thought it was his last fight. And I told you I got to walk him out for his last fight, even though I just had a backstage pass, but I snuck my way in to be one of his last cornermen, like, you know, walking out uh, to be on the pay-per-view that nobody bought. But um, yeah, the um, there's some other interesting fights on that, uh, yeah. on that card too, man. They've got, who else they got? They got a couple other yeah. UFC. Guys, right? They got Jeremy Stevens versus Jose Aldo, um, yeah. which I mean that I actually like that fight because there's two guys that are close to the same age. And I, I think Aldo wins that. I think he's got more boxing experience. Um, why? Okay, so if you're going to be having an MMA fighter versus an MMA fighter, why are they just boxing? Is it something that <laughs> yeah, it's like... It, I was actually wondering that myself. I wonder if it's not... Maybe it's one of the things where you have to do either MMA or boxing like as an event. You know? Well, you could do kickboxing. You know, at least do kickboxing then. If you don't want to do waste your... You know, if you don't want to do the ground game anymore. Okay, I get that. You want to stay on your feet? Well, make it kickboxing then. You're both trained kickboxers. Why are you reducing it? I mean, you have two MMA fighters. Why are you reducing it down to just boxing? That doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you that, 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 that time I hung out with uh, Mike Tyson's like business manager, and he was telling me that like before that fight against Roy Jones, Tyson was like on all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, you could look at him. You could tell he wasn't. You're kidding. <laughs> you could tell he wasn't natural, right? But I guess they heard that there was a belt up for the line, but it was the Black Lives Matter belt. Like I guess they had a belt for that fight, so it, it, so he, he had to get like drug tested. So Tyson was like went off everything like the week before and was flipping out, like he just went from all to nothing. So the guy told me that he got a he got a phone call saying that Tyson was taking ayahuasca uh, with like thirty like like shaman monks, and yeah. uh, and he had to go pick up Tyson from the from the Malibu Canyon. So he drove up to Malibu. And he sees like 30 monks running for their lives. And then a shirtless, <laughs> and then a shirtless Mike Tyson just walking towards them. And he had to like calm Mike down and like tell him like, hey man, he was having a bad trip and he wanted to fight the monks. Right. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you, it's like that old joke goes, 30 monks walk into a bar with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, oh God. Like what the hell? What first of all, why would you need 30 of them? I guess 30 of them thought, don't worry, we got 30 guys. We'll be able to control the champ. Like, no, you can't do it. <laughs> I would just love to be in the car pulling up and seeing 30 monks running down the canyon, followed by Mike Tyson. I mean, that like, like if you saw that like in a movie. Dude, know. I was going to say, you can see it. It's currently in theaters. It's called Cocaine Bear. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh... That's pretty if much ayahuasca. Is ayahuasca actually considered a performance enhancing drug? I don't know. I don't know if that's against. I don't, the I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, so then, Pearl Gonzalez is. Uh, who, by the way, if you follow her on uh, TikTok or Facebook, she's just like, I don't know what happened. I think she broke up with her boyfriend, and she's like, I'm getting revenge on this. But like, her tits are fucking huge, nipples everywhere, uh, or at least two of them. Um, and uh, you could just see almost everything. This girl is very, very proud of her body, uh, and I'm not complaining. Um, but uh, she's Pearl Gonzalez. She's fighting. She used to be a gang member. Yeah. 
um, she was a, she was a gang member back in the day, but found MMA and got out of gangs. Um, and she was. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out if Cortez. I'm trying to figure out if Cortez is still with what's his name, Brian. Uh, no, they broke up. I thought so because she went from like he was in all of her social media to where he's gone, and it's just her now. And I was like, oh, did that is this, is this an over thing or is it her just her trying to like maximize her social media now by leaving him out of it? So she's fighting Gina Danger, uh, Gina, a good friend of mine. So and then uh Jacare is fighting Vitor Belfort in boxing, uh, which you know that he's not being tested. And Vitor Belfort on on you know performance enhancing drugs is the I think the scariest fighter of all time. I mean, he basically kicked Bisbing's eye out of his head. Like, what like, have we ever seen Vitor not on performance enhancing drugs? Yeah. I don't know. We when have, we have, we, we have seen it, and it was at the very end of his career. So and he was getting killed. Like he went from yeah. remember when he was like, dude, he was doing video game moves on people. Like he was doing like like fucking those against Luke Rockhold and he was knocking PCP is a hell of a drug, man. Oh Shit. my god! Did you ever meet uh, Belfort, Don? No, never did. Never did. That's like, amazing. You know, I like, I like, I like the way he fights. Who's the Who's the scariest fighter you think on steroids that you've ever seen? Mike Tyson. Huh? <laughs> what about? I mean, what about uh, Mark Kerr back? Uh, early Mark Kerr. No, fuck no. Mark Mike Tyson was the scariest fucking fighter on the <laughs> world. <laughs> well, what about in MMA though? Oh, am I Coleman. Fuck, it'd be Coleman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile <laughs> Coleman is so scary that he's got these daughters who I think are in their, like, 20s. Like, and they're always posting, like, pictures with, like, they're, like, they're, you know, they're good-looking girls. But this is how crazy Coleman is. Every single yeah. comment is like, oh, hope all is well. Like, there's not one. There's not one comment that's like perverted or anyone being disrespectful. That's how scary Mark Coleman is. Like, like that people are even no one, anyone that says like you look hot is a girl. Like every guy is like, I'm not fucking even like that's how scary uh, Mark Coleman is. You know he's uh, I don't know if you guys know he's actually yeah. doing, uh, he's doing the he's doing the Liver King thing like whatever that program is. But he's oh, also like, steroids. He says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's doing that part of it, but uh, he's lost 35, 40 pounds or something like six weeks. He's looking like, in, I mean, he's sober now. I guess he was, you know, he's been sober for two years, man. And he's, uh, he's really changed his body just like in six weeks. It's amazing, man. Yeah. But he was trying to get a fight and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like he was hitting the bag and then he, and then he posted a picture of him after sparring and his like nose is over here and he's all, but he's like, Oh, my first day of sparring. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see Coleman box right now. You know, um, unless he unless he boxes Tank Abbott or someone, somebody else that's like, you know, <laughs> oh, around. Sure. Tank, Tank Abbott's in a coma right now. That's what Adam wants to see. Like, <laughs> Tank oh, Abbott man. just had triple bypass surgery. Like, that's, that's who I want to see. I don't want to see really? anyone take a game off Mark Coleman. You know, like, oh, I beat Mark Coleman. Yeah, but he was 65 years old, uh, you know, after, you know, I don't I don't want to see that. Uh and then uh, Joe, so uh, Joe, Joe Riggs. Oh, and then this girl Hustle's fighting who's actually uh, uh, the Crazian. She goes by the Crazy Asian. She's like this hot girl from from 
from Vietnam. Mm. So fucking hot. She's she's boxing B B win. Uh, how do you say if it's N G Y N? You know how something like how do you pronounce that? W- win right? Win. Win. Yeah, that's how you pronounce win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, who was in Survivor? She was like on Survivor Asia or something. Also like a, a super hottie. Uh, so those two are boxing. Uh, the Crasian versus uh, versus uh, the Killer B. She goes by. And then Joe Riggs is boxing that guy that used to dress up as a clown. You know that fighter that had clown costume. <laughs> you know, you know. Joe Killer Clown. I was say you just keep it. You just go ahead and fight in it. It's cool. No, his name is Marcus Perez. He 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 weighs in as a clown. Hold on, let me see if I get if I, hold on. Uh, hold on, Marcus Perez. Hold on, as as like the Joker. He weighs in as like the Joker. Uh, Marcus Perez, Joker. Yeah, this is how he. Uh, I'm not kidding. Hold on, you guys. You guys are acting as if I, this isn't really happening. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Hold hold on. So let me see if I can share this. Yeah, this is the guy that Joe Riggs is fighting. Joe Diesel Riggs. He says he's making three times more money doing this than he did back in the uh, UFC. So uh, hold on. So you got you? Did you guys see him? Oh yeah. So he, here's here's a guy Next to the stage in the middleweight division. Dricus Duplessis against Marcus Perez. See, he has a mask on for here. Yeah. See, <laughs> nice. So he's he's the Joker. Um, he he actually did he he was in he did pillow fights recently. You know how they have they had pillow fighting the, the pillow fighting champion. Did you guys see that? I remember when uh, I was in pillow fights. I believe no. we covered it on this podcast because it is such an important part of mixed martial arts world. So yes, I remember the pillow fighting. Yeah. He, he, did, he did the pillow fights. What's up people. I got to talk to you about HelloFresh. First of all, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh farmed pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Number one, all right? You can make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, no gas, all that other stuff that you have to get there. No, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. Sounds good to me. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences, okay? Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Now, me and my wife, we've been doing home cook Hello Fresh, and it has been delicious. Delicious. Okay. It saves us time. It saves us money. We're in. So just go to HelloFresh.com slash roasted60. Use the code roasted60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Okay, HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60, all right? HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out. Um. All right, also on this card, uh, also- he did, Wait a minute, he did the pillow fight. He clearly takes fighting very seriously. Uh, he went from pillow fighting to just putting on clown makeup for the weigh-ins. Okay, just, all right. Listen, Jake Paul's gonna be calling any minute now. 
Um, PFL, by the way, speaking of Jake Paul, this week, Bubba Jenkins is fighting. Yay! Uh, it's a rematch against Chris Wade, and Wade beat him the first time. Beat him pretty bad, actually. Uh, I think Bubba was, you know, Bubba's one of those guys that ha- has to learn the hard way. I-, I love Bubba, but he has to, like, he doesn't believe anyone could beat him until they beat him, and then he usually, and then he'll beat the guy again. Uh, he'll beat the guy, you know, he'll, be, he'll, he'll come back and win. He's one of yeah. those guys, that, like, you know, don't touch the stove. He'll touch the stove. So um, I think now he's going to take Chris Wade pretty serious. Um, and he's fighting. How could you not? <laughs> well, Wade's good. Wade's a good fighter. Oh, wait, I thought you were still talking about the guy dressed like the Joker. Oh, no, no, no. That's Marcus Perez. Okay. We're, we, we all, are right, all right, I got confused. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're off the. Uh, also, um, Marlon Moraes, who's like, He's fighting the champ, um, who the guy who beat Bubba, uh, Lof Lof. How, how do you say the last name? Lofflane or something? Um, Lof. Yeah, something Lof. Lof. Yeah, the guy that beat Bubba. Yeah, he's yeah, fighting. yeah, yeah. And Marais has been like knocked out his last four to five fights. So Brandon Lofflane, um, and then Bellator Cats and Gano is fighting. Uh, love Cats and Gano this weekend, and Joey Davis who. Was a I think a four time Division three or Division two national champion. Never lost a match in college. Has never lost a round. He's ten and zero. He's never lost a round in professional fighting. So of course Bellator has him on the undercard. Um, now someone DM me and told me he, yeah, the guy's got some, got some issues and stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I I can't you know confirm nor deny, but. I don't know, man. This might be one of the biggest what ifs or like, what are they doing? Why is this guy not promoted? Like what's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And who's this for? What? No wonder I haven't heard of it. So they're thinking like, why have I not heard about this fight happening? I was like, cause it's Bellator. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Bellator doesn't, uh, Bellator and their, yeah, they're mystery, they're mystery fights. Uh, Paul Acosta agrees to a four-fight UFC deal, and he wants Sean Strickland next, um, which might be uh, – that would be a fun fight to watch. I'd watch um, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be a, a really I great- mean, these PFL fights actually look pretty good. I, I like their matchups. They put on a good fight. I like PFL. I like them better than Bellator, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like the guys are – it makes more sense, you know, it's like – because it's, it's a tournament. So, yeah, at least you'll still be – you know, you'll see the end versus, like, you, a guy like Joey Davis, you just won't see him again for <laughs> – Right, exactly. So, no, this is good. I like – and so this is in – is this this Saturday in Vegas, huh? Is yeah. that what it's saying? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think it's the old Hard Rock, right? What's it called? It is. Yeah, it is. It's the old Hard Rock, and the room they're in it used to be called The Joint. Oh, now it's called The Virgin – yeah, now it's the Virgin Hotel and it's their arena or whatever. Um, did you guys, by the way, see the Joe, the, the thing I posted about Joe Biden when they cut to him and he was talking about yeah. ice, ice cream? Yeah, he was doing crowd work. Did that really happen? Yeah, what like, a piece of that, shit. I didn't. That's why I'm like, I'm like, did somebody create this and like insert that video with it, or is this like really what happened with them going to him? Was it supposed to be about the because I yeah, find it I, about the Nashville shooting, and he's like, look at these beautiful kids in the back and all that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this. Yeah, I, I didn't actually. I think Adam sent it to me. I thought it was a joke, and then I verified it. it apparently, really happened. Like that apparently was actually what what happened. That's odd, man. That whole thing was odd. Yeah. yeah. That was Dude, a, yeah, crazy, the craziest thing. Like, yeah. hey, let's cut to Joe Biden, and he's like, "Hey, I like chocolate ice cream." Yeah, it's like I came down here because they told me there was going to be ice cream. 
And uh, it's like, oh, God, Joe, stop talking. Just stop. And kids. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, he's supposed to be about the Nashville thing. And he's like, look at these beautiful kids in the back. Stand up, guys. Stand up. Say hello to the crowd. I'm like, what? Is he doing crowd work? Does he know what he's there to talk about? I don't think he did. He obviously did. He clearly forgot between, you know, on the elevator ride down what the fuck this thing was supposed to be about. So, uh, so Colby's going to be, um, 10 minutes late, uh, by the way, uh, if you guys want to, uh, obviously stay for that, I'd love to have you guys on for that, but if you guys have to leave, I, I get it. Um, and then also, uh, did you guys see the Henry Cejudo Aljamain? So Henry, sometimes I'm not saying that I help him with his tweets, you know, but maybe, you know, I don't, uh, so he, he, hit, I'm not uh, saying I help him with tweets. I mean, you know, I mean, they're pretty funny. I mean, huh? so, right. So, but if I retweet yeah, him, I'm with the spelling. If I retweet him, there's a good chance. So he goes, hey, or he may have said, what do you got for this? For Aljamain, right? He he was like, Aljamain was like, hey, I'm looking for to grapple. Me and Marav are looking to find guys to grapple tonight. So then Henry puts out that there's got to be an easier way for you guys to get some dick, right? But he put the emoji, right? Which is, I thought it was funny, right? And then um, Aljamain comes back and says, May 4th, you're going to get blacked. Which I guess is a porno where like yeah. black guys bang white girls. Like I, I've oh, never it is. oh, it is. Oh, it is. So then, like, the they costume- get the BLM belt afterward. Like, is that how that's? <laughs> so then the comments. If you want to laugh, the comments on like, yo, Aljamain, uh, you, there's still time to delete this, or like, what the fuck, or like, you know, they have Yo Romero going. You don't need to say that, man. Like they have these clips of people that, like, they took for like five seconds of them. Or like, right. what the? Like, oh my god! Uh, people. Well, are like, and that's like, when I saw that, I'm like, did he mean like, like, like blacked out? Like he's gonna get put out, or does he realize he's referring to he a totally, porn? Channel? Totally realizes that he's just being funny, you know? Because Aljamain's funny as hell. But people were like, this is the most unserious. Like, hey, Dana White, tell them to stop promoting this fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> people, people were like, "I've never seen such worse shit talk." Like, I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> Dude, I was crying, laughing, and my wife's like, "What are you laughing about?" And then I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, Henry." And she's like, "I'm going to bed." <laughs> like, it it would have been nice if they would have just gone back and forth. Like, You're gonna get black. She's like, "Oh yeah, well, wait till I get you into my backroom casting couch." <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, you're going to see when I put you in Tuck Tuck Patrol. Oh, you don't know nothing because I'm a fake agent, you know? like <laughs> Just back and forth with terrible fucking porno channels. It was like... <laughs> don't ask me how I know all those, by yeah. the way. I don't all right, know. yeah, I was going to say, Greg, Greg seems to be very well-versed in the whole... Uh... <laughs> It's like a key, it's like a key and Bill sketch. Like the two, it just keeps getting gayer. Like, yeah. Oh, I was laughing so hard. Uh, did you guys see that 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 weigh in in like Russia where the girls are gonna fight each other and then they start making out? Uh, I'm gonna need you to show us. No, missed that. Okay, let me see if I can. Yeah. All of a sudden, Don Fry's Wi-Fi works. Uh, <laughs> let me He's like, let me just adjust my pants real quick, and then you go ahead and bring it up. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I missed. I missed that one. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if yeah. I can, let me see if I can find this. Uh, 
It's like that part of Team America where he's like, this is the only way to prove your loyalty. Okay, no one's looking around. All right, go ahead. Suck my dick. <laughs> Don, what do you usually tell people, and Sean, you too, when you guys weighed in against each other? When you guys faced off, what, 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 what do you got? Because you can never tell what they're actually saying. What, what did you say to the person, Don? We never faced off. Well, shit, I don't think we really had any face-offs. I can't remember. But I wouldn't say anything, you know, because um, you you don't want to start a fight, you know, before you got paid, you know. So shit, I yeah. wouldn't say anything until we got in the ring, and then then I talk shit. You what know, about you? A lot talking? of people, well, you you would think. I guess I'm done. No, 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 100%. no, no, no. <laughs> go on, Don. Go on. Yeah, I mean, you don't trust it. Somebody will take a punch at you. You know, so that they get disqualified, you know, or kicked out. So then you won't have the fight and all that training went to hell, you know? Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So you, can you can you guys see this? Yep. All right. So yeah. this, this is in Russia. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Like, I, think they forgot, I think they forgot to tell them that they don't have gay people in Russia. <laughs> Wait, is it tag team MMA? What is going on there? No, that's, that's Iran. Like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, right. You're right. There's two. Uh, right. I didn't even notice that there was two girls behind them. You're absolutely right. They start making out, and then the other one starts making, like... Yeah, these two. I, I gotta tell you, this is uh, this is the pay per view I've been waiting for. <laughs> I am willing to pay to view that. That uh, looks like it's going all the places I like. Jeez, that, they were hot. All of them were hot, and I love the way like the two girls, the two look. They look like twins on either side. You know, like I. They, they, uh, uh, I, I'll tell you what, I'll find that before I find Bellator. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was like two guys, though, that started making out like in Borat, whatever? Like, remember that? I was gonna say, after that, here we go. There you go, Sean. The, the, the ball's on the tee. Go ahead, whack it. Like, I guarantee he can imagine it and has, but, um, no, the, um, you just say, or uh, oh, earlier, Adam, you were asking what I say. I um, I used to like to say weird things to guys. Like, so we'd be up there, and I told you one time, I'm a lot better looking in person, uh, up close, and I, or something like that, just to just to see if I can make them laugh. Like whoever it was, I was, you know, because they're trying, they're trying to intimidate you. So yeah, right, they're trying to be all serious and shit. I could see you saying just the weirdest fucking shit. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure they knew that I would didn't take it serious at all. Like you didn't expect me to be this good looking up close, did you? Like just something to completely throw them off. So <laughs> you're lucky we're not fighting till tomorrow because I just ate a lot of broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Greg, there was a fight, or afterwards, Sean's being interviewed. And he talks about smothering his grandma and killing her. Like, the guy's like, so... <laughs> like, Who did he think this reporter was? A doctor trying to verify him for surgery? Like, right? So, right? Didn't that happen? Yeah, the guy, it's... It, I was in Miami, and uh, I had taken, like, three Percocet. My back was absolutely... I was going to say, say no more. Say no more. Yeah, so I'd taken three Percocet because I was at a fight. I didn't want to be uncomfortable the whole time there, like, sitting, you know, in odd positions, trying to relieve the pressure. 
So uh, Tim Sylvia started buying people shots, and I was like, no, no, I don't, I don't think you should mix Percocet with shots. And then turned out I was wrong. It was an awesome mix. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, ten shots in, Spanish TV wants to interview me, and I kept saying, oh, I don't know. And they kept kept asking, kept asking. I kept saying, this is for only for Spanish TV, right? Like it's only going to be wherever they play Spanish TV. And he was like, yeah. And I said, okay, cool. So I go ahead and do the most horrific interview of all time. And uh, was uh, I had been making jokes that week. I went on a date with a girl, and I she, I didn't like her. She didn't like me. We could tell her off the bat we didn't like each other. So I was uh, brought up cancer because that's what I do when uh, things aren't going well on a date. And uh, my grandma had recently died from it, and uh, I told her that I, I like wanted to get rid of this chick. So I said that she um, that I gave her her morphine, like I was giving her more than I was supposed to, you know, to try to ease her suffering. And then when my parents were out of the room, I just gave her the rest of it. This, none of this happened. I just said this on the day. And then I said that she started struggling. I panicked and smothered her with a pillow, you know. And then uh, and I said that uh, but the, the last 30 seconds she was alive was the most lively I'd seen her in years, you know, um, as I was smothering her. you know, Like just stuff like that. I don't know. So I ended up telling that story on the interview thinking no one's going to see it, you know, or whatever. And then it got a, yeah, I got posted on my Facebook page and then my tagged on my Twitter before I know it in the next morning, I got like 42 text messages for my agent. Like, like, cause I was, I was out in Miami. I was up till 4am. So by like 8am, I look at my phone. I'm like, dude, he's texted me 42 times. And he was just like, you, you do realize what you did last night. Right. Like in this, and it was right after I'd said that uh, Pujanowski, like I was starting to wonder if he was taking steroids or not, you know, like uh, I was getting ready to fight him. I was like, something about that guy tells me he might be on steroids, you know, like I was just making jokes like that. So they were threatening to cancel the fight. And it was just, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was an ugly, uh, what did your still, mom say? If you just Google my name and CFA, it's still on YouTube, thankfully. So now what did, what did your mom say when, when she switches us? Uh, she thought, I mean, she knew I was just joking. That's, uh, she probably hopes that that's how I deal with my grief and I didn't actually smother her, but <laughs> no, I had a, uh, I had a weird relationship with uh, everyone. No, but with my grandma, like I was, I used to tell my grandma, like as she was dying, she was, she went to my mom's house basically to be taken care of with hospice and stuff. And I would come in, I'd be like, what are you holding on to? Just die already. Like I would say stuff like that to her. Oh which my would make God. her laugh. You know what I mean? Like she was, I don't know, she had a weird sense of humor, but um, I've got a video I was going to tag you on my Instagram where I told you we were throwing Easter eggs at her um during the easter egg hunt for my two-year-old daughter so it's actually like i'm filming my little girl ready getting eggs then you hear my brother say okay now and i feel my grandma and an egg goes whizzing by her head you know like it was uh we have a strange family but uh yeah i've still got that on my uh, instagram somewhere but yeah no i would always i would just tease her about dying and about what like what was there left for her there's nothing left for her to live for like why is she keep holding on and just things like that to try to make her smile she usually would laugh she's a pretty good sport so, so one of the weirdest, by the way, I'm going to change that back. And Sean, you're, you're a fucking national treasure. But there's this, uh, there was the weirdest uh, face-off that I've seen in a while. So this one guy, I guess he's like a, I was watching a TikTok about him. I guess he's a white supremacist who did time in jail. But he got he has wins over Andre Orlovsky. I think he knocked him out. I think he has a, a couple, like, huge wins in MMA. Um, and he's facing off against another guy. And it just gets super strange. Uh, I think. Unfortunately, I I gotta go, man. I gotta bounce. Uh, I got a a thing I gotta go do. But thank you, man. I love you guys. Love you too. And uh, we'll see See you guys next week. All right. Have a good one. Take care.
so uh this is the this is the way this is the face off before we get before Colby comes on hopefully soon. Uh you can this, all this all sounds really familiar to me for some reason too, Adam. I don't know what uh whatever you're talking about. I don't know I don't know. It sounds familiar, so I may know what you're I may, I may know who you're talking about. I don't know why right, this guy, familiar. can you guys see him? Uh not yet. No, I don't see him. Uh, so this guy, like, I guess he did time in Russian prison. He's like a psychopath, but he hits really hard. Um, and uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh god, does he have like red hair? Yes. Well, shed shade now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Dasik or something is his name. Um, yeah, this guy right here. So this this was the way in. This is the face off. <laughs> what is going? On? <laughs> the promoters look embarrassed to be there like they look like they're embarrassed that they're even part of what's going on yeah. the white guy won uh the guy that um we knocked him out pretty pretty clean but um, yeah, that was that was a little bizarre, no? <laughs> yeah, he's got a whole highlight video. I think his name is I think it's D A D A T S I K something Dotsik, and he's got a whole a whole highlight film of him doing insane stuff, like just completely out of control, like that, and fights, warm ups, like whatever, and uh, and uh, stare downs, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, what you think Russia is just like? It's just cra- like it's just crazy over there. It's just like they do they like this selling this yeah. stuff. No, you've been there right now. Really I haven't been there. But... Yeah, fucking Russia's crazy. I mean, it's a it's a hard life, man. It's a hard life. It's hard people. You know, yeah. so they're trying to forget how miserable they are. But it seems like these MMA scene in Russia. We got it so easy in this country. Yeah. 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 We have it so easy in this fucking country. We have no idea, you know, about what rough life is really like. You know, shit. Even the homeless people have it easy in this country. Jeez. I I think that's also one of the reasons why some of these guys, like, uh, like I I was telling somebody, I was like, I know they would never do it, but, like, wouldn't it be great if, like, when Jake Paul, like, he signed the PFL, they put him up against like an unknown Dagestani guy with like four followers that no one knows who he is. And the guy just goes out and just murks the, like, you know, like no one knows who he is. His name is like, you know, Magomed, Magomed, Khabib, Magomed or something. Just, <laughs> just fucking, you know, 16 and 0, but all his fights are over there and he just kills them. Like, wouldn't that just something be very poetic about that? Uh, right. Of course, I would never, ever do that. I don't know who they're going to have him do. But he has been training with Bo Nickel, though. This thing, like, he's been, there's a video of him wrestling with Bo Nickel, um, Jake Paul. So, like, but it's almost like they're doing an experiment. If, like, if you put a guy who's a good athlete, which he is, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know what say he's gifted, but a very good athlete. And you give him the best training partners in the world with the best supplements and dietitians and this and that. Can he become the the you know really good? Can he become top five or top ten? Uh, and that's that's the experiment I think they're, they're, they're trying to play with him. I don't, I don't know. I I don't I don't think so. I, you know, it just I think it's just I think he he got a late start, and I don't think he's as. And plus, he's doing a lot of other shit. Like you see him doing all these 
podcasts and this and that and this business and that person. Like this dude from not this guy, but these Dag some of these Dagestani, that's all they're doing. Like they're just literally waking up and they're eating clean and they're living clean and they're just focusing and they're just doing sambo and this and that. So by the time they get over here, it's like they don't have any of these distractions. Um but I would mm-hmm. like to, you know, I mean, who do you, who do you think they're going to put them against, Sean? I don't know, man. I know a lot of them, um, you know, it's funny. A lot of them guys, you're talking about those uh, Dagestani guys. They start training like like we start in kindergarten, learning the Pledge of Allegiance and stuff. I, they start learning double edge, you know, at that age. Like it's a, it really is like a whole lifestyle, you know, like it's a whole, whole different thing. But uh, Don's right about it being, man, I've been all over the world and I've seen some stuff. It's, uh, I was talking to my buddy the other day, like about the difference when you go in Tijuana versus uh, San Diego, if you go a little bit into Tijuana, not during the touristy area, you know, but you go a little bit further down, just how crazy everything is, man. And how, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe that two miles across the border, you have a completely different life, you know, as opposed to people starving, you know, on the other end, like, it's just, uh, it's craziness, man. Just crazy, uh, crazy world we live in. For sure. Mexico is our Africa. No. Dude, nothing. I've been to, when I was in uh, Djibouti, Africa, I went twice and, you know, to do comedy. And the guys in the NCIS guys were like, hey, we want to take you for a little trip. So I get in the car with them and we drive around giving like water bottles to kids. And I say what, like little little mini water water bottle, like not even like the 12 ounces, like the four ounce water bottle. And you would think we gave these kids gold or millions yeah. of dollars. And then they took me to this, they took me to this, uh, people were buried, this like uh, graveyard. But people, they didn't have money for graveyards. They just bury people like, I don't know, three feet under. And, yeah. and you can still see the bones. It was beyond, it was the worst. It was, uh, it, it made me really appreciative of being, uh, here and and having my life and being in america uh speaking of uh a guy who appreciates things colby covington you're here with me it's sean mccorkle and don fry uh colby how are you man i'm doing great god bless america adam like you're saying land of the free home of the brave so you know we're, we're lucky we get to live the american dream you know that everybody strives for when you know they become a young american citizen in this country so God bless America. God bless the troops, the people that keep us free, you know, first responders, the ones out there, you know, protecting our communities, keeping the violence off the streets. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful day. Colby, uh, by the way, congrats. So is it is it locked in? Because Dana says you're getting the title shot. You're in the next fight. But Leon's still saying he's not going to fight you. Like, what's <laughs> what, what's going on? Yeah, Adam, you know, it's okay if Leon doesn't want to fight me. He'll just have to vacate the belt, and then he can go fight Street Judas Masvidal on the prelims because he wants to fight Masvidal so bad. The guy that I gave a 50-44 and a soda to, he can go fight him on the prelims. Just drop your belt, no big deal. So it doesn't matter. This summer I am fighting for the undisputed welterweight world title, and I can't wait to be the the world champion through all my hard work and perseverance of a blue-collar American. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I watched your reaction to the first fight. The the Us when when he knocked out Usman, and you were like, whole like, you think you were as surprised as everybody else? Were you surprised the second fight how that went? Um, 
No, I wasn't surprised. You know, I, I thought that, that Marty might be slowing down a little bit. He might be one foot out, one foot in. You know, he's already talking retirement. He's made his money. He just doesn't have that same hunger. So I saw a guy that's a shell of his former self and Marty. That's not the same guy I fought and beat Madison Square Garden. So, you know, I seen a shell of his former self. I didn't see anything special from Leon, that's for sure. If he was so great, you know, he'd come out here and, and start selling this fight because this is the biggest fight he's going to get. So, no, I mean – Honestly, it was more the judges than anything. You know, you know how UK judges can be for the hometown UK fighter. You're never going to get a decision in UK. Now, your second fight, I thought was uh, actually a draw. I thought you lost the first two rounds and you won three, four, five. Um, how did you have yourself winning the second fight? Yeah, the second fight with Marty, you know, every single fan in the building was like, hey, I thought you won four rounds to one. You know, at worst, you, you, it was three to two. You know, you, I definitely won rounds three, four, and five. I think I won the first round, too, you know, just off a of bigger damage with the strikes. So, you know, I definitely beat him just because the judges didn't give me, you know, the split decision I lost by one round. Dude, the people is the people you're trying to convince. You're not trying to convince the judges. So now the people, as you see by the numbers, that I'm the biggest draw in this division – that the people know who the real undisputed champion is. That's Colby Chaos Covington, America's champ, Donald Trump's favorite fighter, the king of Miami. He's coming back this summer to a pay-per-view near you. Now, uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, now, in England, you got a big pop. Like, they were they were cheering you. Were you, were you I think they were cheering you louder in England than they were in Vegas. Like, cause I was in Vegas uh, and when they put you on the screen, there were a lot of boos. Um, but then in England, they all loved you. Were, were you surprised? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that I was, you know, in enemy territory fighting a countryman that, you know, one of their countrymen that I'm going to be fighting my next fight. And all the people, you know, gave me a round of applause, you know, gave me a standing ovation. It was incredible, Adam. If you could have felt the electricity and atmosphere the whole entire time, Kobe, Kobe, during the main event fight, when they're having a welterweight title fight, Kobe, Kobe, and just encouraging me, you know, it's, that's why I'm the people's champ. It was amazing to be with amongst the people, you know, in the UK, because I didn't like being in UK. The food sucks. The weather sucks. There wasn't any hot women. So, you know, nothing I could get in Miami. So it was beautiful. Just the people just it, were amazing. It was a, it was a great night. Don Fry. Kobe did his best to lose the fans he got while he was over there just now. But, uh, I did think it was funny, man, hilarious that Leon said Colby hasn't earned it, the the title shot. And I thought, well, let me look at the ratings. I started looking. I was like, well, he's number two. He'll be number one now that Usman lost. He, obviously, he, Leon doesn't want to fight Colby. Like, he'll, it's that's not going to be a very good fight. Definitely not for Leon. You know what I mean? He's not going to get – I mean, I think Colby, not just because you're on the show, I think he walks through Leon uh, and finishes him. So, uh, obviously, he wants to fight anyone but Colby, you know, so – um, I, if not him, then who? That's who I'm trying to. That's who I'm trying to figure out. So, the, the, you know, the, it's either me or nobody. You know, or they right. get the title and I'm next in line because I've showed my willingness, Sean, to fight either one of them on a moment's notice. They called me Tuesday night to be the backup fighter. I flew to London. I got there Thursday. Had one day to cut the weight. Made the weight Friday like a true professional. Was ready to fight either one of them until the moment the fight went off. I had my mouth mouthpiece and cup in the backstage ready to go. I'm like Dana. Anything happens, Dana, I'm ready to step in. I'm, I'm serious about this. Like, everybody knows how focused I am right now and, and, and how much I want retribution. So, you know, it doesn't matter. If Leon doesn't want to fight Sean, then, then he just gets stripped and we go into the next contender down the line. But I am the best, you know, the next contender that he hasn't fought. You know, the biggest straw in the division. 
I mean, he doesn't call, he doesn't call the shots. He's not Hunter Campbell. He's not Dana White. So he, to think right. that he can call the shots for the UFC, bro, they're not going to listen to what you're going to say. Think about it, Sean. They sold for four four point five billion dollars just a couple years ago. You think when they're selling for four point five billion dollars, they wouldn't ask the fighter, "Hey, who do you want to fight?" Oh yeah, what business? <laughs> what should we do with our business? Right. <laughs> no, yeah. no they do what they're going to do with their business. They don't care about whether what you want to do, the business was fine before him, the business will be fine after him. So the decisions they make, you know, that he's got no choice. He better be a company man. But, but Sean, the worst thing about this is he had the opportunity in the spotlight to sell this fight, to get in my face, be like, Hey, let's do this. You know, the champion takes on all comers. Let's go. I'll take any man in the world. Show you the best. He blew the opportunity. You know, he's just, he's literally freaking pissing on his own money and burning his own money on fire. So it's okay, Sean. I'm fighting next for the world title, whether it's Leon or it's the next person in line. Don Fry, yeah. you ever uh, say you don't want to fight anybody? No, never did. I always, always, always fought who they wanted me to fight. You know, or oh, that's funny. You're a fighter. You fight. That's what you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now the whole Mosfidal thing is that you have you guys settled that? out of court did you drop it are you still what's going on there yeah you know donnie donnie fry you know his his generation was real fighters they'd fight anyone anytime anywhere Mo multiple fights in one night so of course the legend of don fry would fight any man and the next man in the line when he's the best in the world so he fears no challenge so you know that's how leon should be with Street Judas Mosfidal, you know he, he's in the hands of the justice system adam this is out of my hands man when you when you assault and sucker punch someone in the street, you know, a civilian, you know, like then the, the state comes after, you know. So this is out of my hands. It's, it has nothing to do with me suing him. The state, the state attorney goes after him when you break a, a, a when you felony commit a assault in the streets, you know, like that's not very smart on him. So, you know, he's in the hands of the justice system. That's out of my hands. Now he went on a road. Already, hey Adam, you already saw what what happens when he, when George gets in in my hands. It's fifty forty four to soda. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, you beat him every round. You, you guys, he had a chance to punch you, uh, and legally, legally, and and just I don't know. Um, I I didn't like that. Obviously, I, I just don't. I think you guys are both above that, especially you know him and you. I remember when you guys were friends hanging out in my hotel room when you guys were like doing interviews in Vegas, and you know. I, I liked him there. I liked you. I I, I wish this shit didn't happen because it's like you guys are beneath it. Uh, but uh, so uh, that being that being said, um, uh, what what happens? So you you leave a restaurant and he just comes at you and just clocks you and runs away. You know that's you know I, I wish I could comment on that, Adam. You know that's that's in the hands of the legal system. That's up to the. The, the state attorneys and the lawyers to work out, you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, it doesn't look good for his side. Allegedly, you know, he's out there, you know, he's the one that went to social media and is claiming what he claims. So, you know, the, the guy's an idiot. He's not thinking very smart anymore these days. So, you know, you got to be smarter than that. You got to be a professional, man. Conduct yourself like a true professional. You're supposed to be one of the best fighters in the world and you can't conduct yourself. Like we have lethal weapons for hands. You just can't go swinging them at anybody in the street because you're upset with someone's words that they said to you. This is the fucking America, land of the free, home of the brave. We have constitutional rights, freedom of speech. Right. So you, just because, you know, hey, Adam, I didn't like what you just said a couple seconds ago. I can't just come sucker punch you in the streets for it. No, you right. have your opinion. You have your thoughts. You have your freedom of speech. So, 
You know, he's got to be smarter than that. I would never do something like that. that but that's why the UFC has put me in the position I'm in because they know the professional I am. They know the way I handle my business. I talk a big game, but I back that shit up when I get in the UFC octagon. It's incredible how you, how you do it. I never saw anyone with the, with the cardio you have. I still don't even know this, like how you do it. Um, as far as uh, now, you're at, you're at MMA Masters now. He went on Rogan and said that the initial fallout was that you were he was staying at your he you were staying at his place because you hooked up with a girl and then she got she kicked you out or something. Uh, and then you're staying at his place and then you didn't pay your trainer or something. Is any of that true? You'd like to comment on that, dude? Adam, it's fake news. And all the stuff he says is really, all the stuff he said these days is straight fake news, delusional. The guy's delusional out of his head. He's talking about, oh, he's going to come back and beat me. Bro, you had your chance to do whatever you want to me legally. You got your ass whooped. I've literally sent him to the shadow realm his whole career when we trained. The guy needs to fucking shut the fuck up, move on with his career, know that he's my little bitch, that's my son, and, and, and go on with his life, man. Yeah, well, I mean, so who do you think wins, him or Gilbert Burns? You know, I could care less. Whoever wins, you know, that, you know, the good thing about that fight, Adam, is whoever wins will be, you know, one or two fights away from the title. So they're getting closer to the title picture. But, you know, they're not, I'm, I'm only focused on the top of the mountain right now. That's me and Leon Edwards, mano y mano, you know, doing it just 77, 1776 style, you know, England versus USA, you know. So I'm going to send him back to England in a pine coffin, Adam. Leon Edwards Scissorhand, because he's always poking people. That's why I call him Edwards Scissorhand. He's poking people. He's a cheater. He's poking people in the eyes, this and that. So, you know, it don't matter, Leon. You can poke me all you want. It's not going to save you when I whoop your ass in Vegas International Fight Week this summer. It's going to be great. Now, you said you want to be on the car with John Jones. Um, I know you guys, so I don't know if you know the history of that, Sean. So him and John were roommates <laughs> back bit. in the day. They were roommates in Iowa, at Iowa Central on the wrestling team it was these two and there was somebody else who was in the ufc uh and they were just trashing things beating up townies uh they, they were best friends um now according to colby on the show john started taking steroids back then and getting mad because colby didn't do the dishes and he started roid raging around and then they they the band broke up so they're not friends anymore uh colby <laughs> said some things John said some things are like, are you not worried about like the press conference and him attacking you or another guy? nothing? No, Adam, I think it would be straight comedy hour. You want to talk about, you know, entertaining the fans, you know, at the <clears throat> comedy club in LA or doing this thing, giving people pure entertainment, enjoying their lives again, put me and John Jones up on a stage together. I promise you it will be comedy gold. I'll hold him accountable. I'm going to ask Johnny boy, the tough questions that the MMA media dorks won't ask him. Like what? Like, you know, like, you know, why are you treating your wife that way? And, and why are you doing mean things to women? Why are you putting your hands on a woman? You're a professional fighter. So you're going to ask John that during the press conference? Nah, maybe, I'll stay away from that, Adam. I, I know, you know, he's a family man now. He's a changed man. He said that 10 times. You know, I'm just going to ask him some unpredictable things. That's what chaos does. You don't know what I'm going to do next. So I just want to ask him the tough questions that these dork fanboy media, because that's all the, the media is, dork fanboys. They're not journalists. None of them have journalism degrees. So how can they be journalists? So these dork MMA media nerds, I just want to hold them accountable and and ask John the tough questions that they won't ask him because they're afraid that some fighter is going to hurt their feelings. I think we may have to see this press conference. Um, now, John Anik, now you, I know you you said your kids, you don't want your kids to grow up without a dad. That, 
that was a come on like you didn't that was that was a joke on bad I mean, you didn't really mean that. Yo, hey, Adam, I, I say this to everybody. No one's safe. You know, this is the Nerd Bash 2023 tour. Like, no nerd or virgin is safe. If you're going to get on the tracks when the Colby train and the MAGA train's coming through, you will get ran over. I'm, you 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 realize that, right, Adam? What did he no do? What did, what did John say that was so bad? Oh, uh, he just said I wasn't deserving of a title shot, discrediting me, you know, talking about my resume. Like, bro, first off, Adam – He's a UFC commentator. He's supposed to be impartial. If he wants to be a cheerleader and root for someone to get a title shot over another, dude, set down the headset, pick up the pom-poms, and you can be a cheerleader for the UFC fighters. But if you're going to be a commentator, then you're supposed to be unbiased and impartial. So, you know, he got called out for his bullshit. Got it. Um, now, do you ever think that, like, Cause I, I had you on the show. We were friends back when, like, I don't know, you were like ranked like 15 or 16. You did your first UFC fight, um, and I was like, "This guy's gonna be champ one day." I just, I just knew it. I knew, I knew it. And then you were, you were so nice and polite. And then you were like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm going." I, I don't know. You're like, you just whatever. But it's crazy that like, like I tell people, I talked to Ben Askren about you, and he said he was coaching one of his kids, and you tried to fight him after your wrestling match in a college wrestling match. You were beating his kid from Arizona State, and you go, you don't want none of this, to Askren, who at the time was an Olympian, and you were an All-American wrestler. But So I guess maybe you just got more comfortable with, with, with your own self, and now, and this is... But did you ever think that you'd be going and hanging out in Mar-a-Lago and with Donald Trump and hanging out with Little Pump at the Tiger King's house and all this other stuff? Nah, there's, you know, not in my wildest dreams that I think that my life would come to this, that I would be this kid from Springfield, Oregon, that would be sitting in the Oval Office with the sitting president, multiple invites to the White House on election night, all these big events, hanging out with these famous stars, Little Wayne, you know, like, Little Wayne's my boy now, and, you know, sky's the limit, and hanging out with Little Pump. I'm actually going on a yacht with Little Pump in, like, 30 minutes in Miami Beach, which is <laughs> ironic. But, uh, you know, he's going to be singing Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, so... I never thought my life would come to this, it, but that's what happens in, in the product of hard work. When you work your ass off every single day and you put in the work and you make the sacrifices, good things are going to come. I never deterred. I never, you know, got afraid in the face of adversity. You know, I looked it in the eyes and I came back stronger every single time. So, you know, this is just, you know, an American that earned the American dream through a hard work, blood, sweat and tears. Don, do you have any questions for Colby? Yeah, yeah. How come? How come you you uh you ghosted me on the phone, buddy? About last year. Oh, dude, my bad, Donnie. Dude, I've been so busy with the career and just like you know, just involved in some other shit. So I've been you know kind of ghosting everybody. I had to stay out of the spotlight, and, and you know, I didn't know who was media and who was trying to get quotes from me. You know, I'm just I'm letting the legal system handle you know the situation that I'm going through right now. So. You know, it's all love and respect between me and you, Don. You know, I respect everything you did for this sport. You know, like you put this sport on the map. You know, you showed what it is to be a USA fighter. And, and the way you fought was with pure tenacity. So, you know, you embody what it is to be an American war fighter. And, you know, it's just it's an honor to, to see you. Well, thanks, partner. But why'd you go with me? <laughs> hey, hey, we'll, be talk we'll be talking soon Don you know you can hit me up I'll I'm a phone call away now um, how's uh, Jake Paul going to do in MMA Colby 
Dude, Snake Paul's not going to fight MMA. He's selling wolf tickets, Adam. He's selling wolf tickets. He's not going to come fight with the real men. That little Lispy McGuire, I call him Lispy, not Lizzie McGuire because he was a little backup uh, actor for Disney. I call him Lispy because he's got a list. That's the, he needs to work on beating that list. He doesn't need to work on fighting. He needs to work on beating that list. So Snake Paul will never fight MMA. He's just selling wolf tickets. It'll never happen. They got him training with Bo Nickel. He's training with Bo Nickel. I'll talk. No, what? Who, who's Bo Nichols? Like, what's a Bo Nickel? Like, I don't, I don't know what a nickel is. Like, who's Bo Nickel? I mean, he's probably the best wrestler in MMA right now. I mean, he's who? How many titles has he won? What? What's his ranking? What high level fights has he? How many main event pay per views has he headlined for the UFC and and made millions of dollars? Tell me, because my three. name sits up there. Yeah. Hey, no, what's that guy? My name sits there, fourth highest gate in Madison Square Garden history. That's. That's beating Rolling Stone, sit aside Rolling Stone, sit aside Hulkamania, Colby Chaos Covington's here. So what I've done in this sport is 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 can't be emulated, can't be claimed close to the history I've made. So I, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. All right, well, I'm, I you know who Bo Nickel is now. As far as Chimaev, now Chimaev, obviously you're not a fan. He missed weight by what nine pounds, which is ridiculous. Um, but are you impressed with his fighting skills? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's nothing to be impressed in the cum shot, dog faced looking motherfucker that gasses out in one round. He comes out hard and just the only reason he's beating guys because they don't have any wrestling defense. Like when I put his hips into him and I scramble with him and I'm back in his face, pressure, putting him big punch, kick, elbow, the guy would break. And he knows that. That's why he got afraid, Adam. And he ran away from my division because now he felt the pressure on him, Adam. The UFC was saying, hey, we're going to build this fight between you and Colby Chaos Covington, the man the man of the division, and he's going to fight the easiest fight in the division, the soy boy, Nate Diaz, and we're going to build it up. You beat Nate, you get the easy fight, and then you fight Colby, and it's a spectacle. He got afraid that I was coming for him right then and there. That's why he missed weight. He missed it by nine pounds like an unprofessional. Like, dude, come on, bro. That's a joke. And then he's saying, oh, we turned down every fight. How can I turn down a fight where a guy misses weight by nine pounds? I've never turned – I've accepted every fight from the UFC that they offered me, and they know that. That's why they put me in the backup position for the world title. So – no, I was I'm actually shocked. impressed. I was actually impressed that you were willing to take that fight, though, because I, you know you were ranked so much higher than him, and he's such a dangerous guy. I was like, I thought it was actually a, a tough, like a no win for you, but no, nah, it, it was a, it was a win win because it, it was another chance that USA could flex our army that we're better than Russia and everything they do. So you know, it, the fight sells. You know, it would have sold. I would have ended his hype. Everybody's talking. Oh, he's undefeated. Blah blah blah. He hasn't fought nobody. Now he's fighting the man. He's fighting America's champion, Donald Trump's favorite fighter. So, of course, he got afraid. The pressure was too much for him, Adam. So that's why he's running away from my division, that dog-faced-looking motherfucker. He he fought Kevin Holland and killed Kevin Holland. Um, and he fought who's Gilbert. That? You know who Kevin who's Holland that? is. And he fought Gilbert no, I, I never heard of him. I never heard of him. Who is that? You ever heard of Gilbert Burns? UFC? Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Oh, oh yeah. How do you do with Gilbert? Gilbert's a nice guy, family guy. I like that guy. He's not Colby Covington, but you know, he, he's a bit nice guy. How do you do with Gilbert? I thought if it was five rounds, Gilbert would have won, to be honest. If it was a five round fight, I would have had Gilbert. I thought he, you know, he he barely beat Gilbert Burns. Um, so <clears throat> and and that guy's not at the top of the mountain. That's a guy that was getting melted and dropped by jabs and finished by jabs. So, you know, that guy's not at the top of the mountain. Imagine what he gets when he comes to the top of the mountain. Now, Bilal Muhammad, who's a friend of mine, great happens to be a great guy. Great guy. Uh, great, you're great. Bilal he's Muhammad. A, he's, wait a minute. <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta check you real quick, Adam. This is too funny. 
a great guy is a guy that's a racist? Like, because you're he's probably not, not a real wild. He's what? not. He's not a racist. He's not racist. So him tweeting to to me that saying the only reason Kobe's getting a title shot, he tweeted because he's white. That's not racism. He said and deleted that tweet. And sometimes people oh, so, say, okay, okay, now he deleted it. Now he but deleted sometimes it. Okay. people just but because somebody, said somebody, just because somebody says something that like may look like it's racist. I, I know personally the guy's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people say you said some crazy shit that people can be like, "This is racist." Um, yeah, come Do on. Do you think if if some comedy guy came on the, the set and and you you tweeted because he's black that you would still have a job, Adam? No, I probably no, I would not have a job. I you would not have a job. Then I, how I is that not clear racism? Because that's exactly what he did. Like I said, it, I'm not defending. Be, would you not be canceled? Would you not be canceled? He should not, you think he should be canceled? Come on. You don't think Bloss Dude, that's career suicide in this day and age, dude. You're the last dude, there's, there's a, No, there's a line you don't cross. You don't cross religion. You don't cross race. You said that if you, the guy, a guy got hit by a train a week before, <laughs> and you said, when the train's coming, get off the tracks, Matt Hughes. I mean, and specifically said Matt Hughes, who got hit by a train. Like, that's I a fact. I said truth. I said honesty. Adam. And then took a picture with him afterward. That was the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just yeah. saying, people say I some took, dumb I shit. I took Matt Hughes to the White House, boys. I took Matt Hughes to the White House. He owes me a lot of fucking credit. I'm like, not, dude, I got, hey, hey, let's not get off Bill Lyle, though. You're talking about the racist <laughs> Bill Lyle, Adam. But no, racism, that's clear racism. In this right. day and age, you cannot say someone's deserving as someone by the color of their skin. It's not about the color of my skin. It's my fucking body of work. You can wear the fucking gun. I've been in the top of the division forever. He should not have I'm said that. I'm the fucking king of Miami. Who, who else got a king of Miami belt, man? He no should not have said that. I'm doing. Where'd you get that belt from? From the people of Miami. They gave it to me, you know? I went out <laughs> in Miami Beach, and the, and the people of Miami... They gave me my belt. So it was nice of him. I heard that. Uh, I heard the only reason uh, Kobe went to the to beat Donald uh, Trump was because the the house was white that he was going to. That's what <laughs> Bill Lamaham. Bill no, Lamaham was not racist. No, what he said was stupid, and and I don't support what he said. But he should not be canceled for it. I don't support cancel culture. What? I don't support Bilal getting canceled for it. And he happens to be a great guy, a great fighter. And and I'm telling you, Kobe, if you knew Bilal, you would and you he was a training partner. You would love the guy. Dude, I don't care though. No, I'll never love a guy that says that they earn someone off the basis on the color of their skin. If I said that, Adam, I, my career would be over. Do you know what they would do to me? They would hang me in the streets. They would be. They would try and lynch me. Like my career, no one would hang you. Dude, are you kidding me? Who's hanging you? Come after me, bro. You're on a. You're on a. You're on a. Take away the king of Miami belt from him, Adam. If he did that. Yeah, they can't take that away, man. This is with me, man, forever. Colby, this guy I think belt, you happen man. to be a great. I think you happen to be a great guy. Everyone that I know who has met you says you're a great guy. Uh, <laughs> not including maybe Dustin Poirier or some other people, but but you know, yeah, not not including the cuck. People, people, people why is he a cuck? Because he likes to watch Connor in bed with his wife. No, he does not. Yeah, he does, man. Connor's wife was in. Uh, uh, Dustin's wife was in Connor's DM. So. Oh, come you know, on. Like, that's not, we don't even know. True. True. Dude, hey, don't kill the messenger. It's true. It's facts, man. That's why people love me because I'm honest. I'm brutally honest, but I'm honest and I'm true. I'm truthful. Do you think that Connor is going to pass a steroid test? To be honest, 
Yeah, I think he will. I think that, uh, you know, people are speculating that he did steroids, but I don't think he did steroids. I think he's just, he's had a career reinvention and, and he's hungry again. He's motivated. He wants to prove everybody wrong. That's not a guy you can count out. You saw what he's done in prior, knocking out people in 10 seconds in championship level fights. So, you know, Connor, Connor will be back stronger than ever. And it's going to set up the biggest fight in UFC history. Connor McGregor versus Colby Chaos Covington. Wow, that would be the best fight. Now, you think he... Yeah, man, uh, that would be... <laughs> No, no, Sean, as a guy who knows a lot about steroids, do you think Connor's on steroids? Uh, I think there's a lot of guys that are on. I actually told you, um, I was told by somebody who would know that uh, the UFC can sweep certain things under the rug if it saves the main event, you know, on things. So um, he doesn't look, he, he doesn't look as big to me as everybody's saying he is, you know. They're all like, oh, he's roided out, he's this or that. But he doesn't, um, I don't know, it depends on what you're talking about when you're talking about steroids. I don't think he's taking trend or anything, you know. Right. Uh, but there's probably some HGH mixed in there and, uh, you know, some other uh, recovery stuff. So Now, do you think he knocks out Chandler, Colby? Yes, I do think he sparks Chandler. I think he comes back and just, you know, sweeps the, the floor with, with Chandler and sets himself up for a welterweight title shot with daddy, with the man, king of Miami, Donald Trump's favorite fighter. Colby Chaos comes in. The biggest draw in the welterweight division. Make no mistakes about it. They put my face on the weigh-in scale. Sports Center is using my image. Millions, tens of millions of views for Colby Chaos coming. Daddy's home. The man is home. And he's getting ready to come this summer. I'm coming. Just wait till you guys see at this performance. You guys are going to be blown away. I, I can't. What I do to Leon Edwards' scissor hands. Now, who who pushes you in, in practice? Like, who are the guys that, like, are you the best guy at the gym? Or do you, do you have guys that, like, you know? I'm the best guy in the entire planet, Adam. There's not a, a man alive that walks below 170 pounds that can beat me in a fist fight. That's just facts. That's evidence. That's truth. That's the work and dedication I put in my craft my whole entire life. Starting wrestling, you know, karate as well, and, and getting on this MMA journey with Chael Sonnen, you know, coming out of high school and just him showing me the way and opening the doors at, you know, in his gym and showing me what it takes to be a fighter and be a, a champion nonetheless. So, you know, you know, we're just getting started. The best is yet to come. They haven't seen nothing from me yet. Our final question. Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, that's a tough fight. You know, we got to see how Henry looks coming back from uh, retirement, if he was really serious about retirement or if he was just training the whole time, you know, plotting on making his comeback. So we'll see if it's a cash grab or if he's really serious about being back and being a UFC champion again. Oh, and, and then, uh, Ale and then uh, Pereira, Izzy. Yeah, I think uh, Pereira's just got the edge over him mentally. He's 3-0 against him now. I think Izzy's kind of cashed out. And, uh, you know, I just I, – I don't think – I don't think Izzy's the same Izzy of the past. You know, I think he's made his money, and he's just not hungry anymore. So he's just showing up for a big paycheck. Cool. Uh, Don, any, any final questions for the great Colby Covington? Yeah, what makes you think you're Donald Trump's favorite fighter? Because he tells me I am. <laughs> 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 Donnie boy yeah I, I don't know about that brother I, I, I don't think I'm Donald Trump's favorite fighter I know I'm Donald Trump's favorite fighter you know the the, the kid from Oregon you know the, the the opportunities that the president supported me you know I've continuous you know visits and support and calls and you know he's done a lot for my career and he, he, he's got me to where I am today and given me the passion and, and the fire to, to keep pushing on and keep fighting the woke mafia and everybody so you know, I'm sure he likes you a lot, too. He likes anybody that's a freedom fighter and fights, you know, for our freedoms here in America. And you've done that, Don Fry. So God bless you, my brother. 
McCorkle, any, any final statements? Thanks, uh, Thank you. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I wonder if uh, Colby ever, um, does it ever just amaze you when you stop and think? Like you were one, they said one fight away from being released by the UFC, then you switched the script up because you were just as good a fighter then as you were, you know, right after you flipped it up. But do you ever realize like you hang out with the president now? Does it blow your mind where you went from where you were just a few years ago when they're, you know, they don't, they don't even want you on the roster. Now you're the biggest draw, like you really are. So, um, I don't know. It's got to blow your mind at night when you think about it sometimes. Yeah, it, it really does. Sean is, it's, it's, it's humbling beyond words, you know, like you dream as a fighter to get to this position where, you know, you get to make these type of paychecks and, 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 and brush shoulders with these type of people and have the connections that I have. And, you know, just like, I have the key to the world now. I'm able to really do anything, see anybody, meet anybody and, and, and be a part of some special stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful position to be in. Now I just want to make sure that I use my platform for the right reasons, you know, to give back, you know, and, and donate, you know, some of my time and energy to, you know, people that, that I'm inspired by, you know, first responders, military, you know, the Trumps, you know, fighting for, you know, our freedoms here in America. You know, this is the, the greatest country in the world because, you know, all the constitutional rights that we have and, and you know, we're, we're not in a tyrannical government. So, you know, I just want to fight with the Trumps, the troops, uh, first responders, and, and just be we're a positive light in America. We're pretty close to one. Now, those girls in your videos, who are, where do you find those? Where do you find sure. those girls in your betting and your bet online videos? Like, yeah, you know, it, well, it's mybookie.ag. I don't know oh, my bookie, bet, my bookie, bet, whatever. Yeah, okay. mybookie.ag. You know, use promo code Colby because, of course, you're going to get a 50% deposit bonus on your first deposit. So, you're going to give yourself, you know, you put 100 bucks and you get 200 bucks, you know, so more right. money to gamble. There's only one sure bet that these days, and that's Colby Chaos Covington against Leon Ed Edwards Scissorhands. So, make sure you get your bets on Colby over at mybookie.ag. But the way I find these girls, Adam, dude, I'm the king of Miami for a reason. These mamacitas love. Look at me. Not only am I the, the highest ranked contender in this division, the, the biggest draw in this division, make the most money in this division. Look at these locks. Look at these looks, bro. I'm the best looking fighter of all time in this division. So, you know, I mean, there's a reason these women in Miami love Kobe Chaos Covington and they're willing to come see daddy for a day. Now, afterwards, are you, I know you're before you were sleeping and having lots of orgies. Do any of them ever want to trap you and like say, hey, listen, I want to be your, you're my Kobe? Of dude, of course, because you know they know I'm bringing in the millions, so they they know that they if 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 I get any of them locked up, they know that's going to be an alimony and child support payment that's going to set them up for life. It's a business plan to some of these girls in Miami, Adam. So you know I, I'm very smart and I'm very a good judge of character with these women. Like if I think they're trying to trap me, you know I, I don't play those games. I move on. Good. Okay. Make sure you wear a condom and you know don't uh you know you don't need little 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 girl you know little kids running around. Uh, listen, Kobe, thank you. Hope I have a great, a great weekend. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, so proud of you, man. So happy for you. Uh, get that belt, man. So I appreciate you having me on the show. You know, I came back because you were one of the first person that had gave me a platform in my career. My first and second fight in UFC. You said, Kobe, come on my show. None of the media wanted me on the show because I was nothing to them, but I was something to you. So I appreciate you, Adam. It was great to come on your show. It was great to see the legend Don Fry, the legend Sean McCorkle, and Adam Hunter. So God bless you guys. God bless America, and have a great week. Take care, Kobe. You're the best. See you, buddy. Take care, boys. <clears throat> All right. That was Kobe Covington. <laughs> Kobe's awesome, man. He really is. He's, that guy's awesome, um, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, man. I, you know, I like it's, that. It cracks me up. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put the heat on him. But I was going to say, like, is it ever? I was going to ask him, does it ever surprise him that so many people still believe that's really him? Like the when he says stuff to obviously inflame them. You know what I mean? That they're oh, yeah. still like, do you believe he doesn't know who John Jones is? Like, you know, like, oh, or they really man. believe like the. They really believe some of the stuff he says, but he believes it. You know, like it's it cracks me up. Man. It's just so funny. No matter who's on, Don Fry will have his dog in a wrestling match with him. Like I swear <laughs> to God, we 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 could have like the Pope on. Uh, we we doesn't matter who we have. We could have somebody that just somebody could just like cure cancer, and they announce it on our show. And I'm like. So you just cured, and they hear like I have to actually mute him because uh, he's like Colby. Why don't you call me back? And then all of a sudden you hear Grr, like a fucking wrestling. Don Fry does not. I, I want to know if it's Don or the dog growling. That's what I couldn't figure out when I was just. <laughs> that's what he was. I was like, which one of them two is uh, making that noise? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you guys. Hope you guys have a great week, and uh, you guys are the best. See you, man. Take care.